Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. All right, and good morning and welcome to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and today I'm talking to Giselle Mascaranas. So Giselle is a branding coach, mom, and soon-to-be grandma, yes. Um, Giselle is also a dear friend of mine and the branding professor. She's been on a mission to empower women since way back in like 2013. 2009, I've seen, and probably way before that. And her superpower is helping those of us unsure about social media, finding our footing and learning to extract our magic to create purpose-driven brand and share in a way that our core clients can really relate to us and know we exist. And I'm going to say she's personally responsible for this show. She is, because you are the one that basically dared me and encouraged me to start doing this. And all of a sudden, not even a year later, I'm doing this biweekly and it's craziness. So I'm so proud of you. I, you know, you have been featured in Yahoo Finance, Thrive Global, BuzzFeed, and you're global all over the place. So welcome, Giselle. And I'm so excited to be talking to you. What a warm and really snazzy introduction. Thank you. I'm I learning love, from I'm you. Like <laughs> I'm learning from you. So Giselle, we have, I mean, we've known each other for, I guess, about a year or so now. Um, and you have really just inspired me in terms of my brand and everything else. But I really wanted to talk to you because you also inspire me with how you're a mom. And how you show up as a mom. And we've talked a lot about this. And I know you wanted to come on and just you had some really great insight to provide us because you've been you've made it through the teen years successfully. (laughs) I mean, I I think yeah, I think so. I think I made it through the teen years. Maybe I wasn't so successful in the teen years, but made it through them successfully and see two humans that I raised that I'm so so proud of like it's not about their accomplishments it's about who they are in their heart in their soul it i mean obviously they their accomplishments are great but it's not even that it's like i i wish i could i could get into every mom's heart and just let them know it's going to be okay as long as their kids feel loved and not judged So that's a hard part because I know as a parent from my first one, it started as a, as a regular mom, right? Like, I mean, and I don't mean a regular, but we're conditioned, Dr. Cam, we're conditioned to like, you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, like we're conditioned Mm -hmm. to already put them in a box. We put, we send them to school and we're conditioned. The school is conditioned and they're putting them in a box by you're a, you're a great student. You're not a great student. Oh, you're a, you're, you're, you're a troubled student. So let's just put you in the troubled box students place, like where all the troubled students are and set you apart from where you're going to rub shoulders with being inspired to be better. Everything is a box. And so really quickly with John, 
when I started to see that he was start, like John is now 28 and extremely mm-hmm. successful in what he is passionate about, which is design, right? He has a, a design firm, but it did started off really rocky because he was stressed out mm-hmm. his sophomore year, his freshman. So like, what am I going to, I don't want to go to business school. I don't want to like, I don't want to be these things that dad and mom want me to be. I, I just, I just want to play video games. Like, <laughs> and, 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 I kept hearing this and here I am empowering women and doing my thing. And my son is stressed and I'm like, all right, babe. I have this conversation with him and I'm like, baby, how are you going to make money playing video games? I want you to go research how you will make money doing what you're passionate about. And let's start figuring that out and get you ready for that. And he was like, I mean, that day taught me so much about parenting. It was that specific day. Cause his chest, like, like he was just excited. He did this whole report. He had the list of schools. He, it was exciting. And of course it was scary for me. And my ex-husband at the time was like, you're crazy. Like he's going to be a loser. He's <laughs> think about what we do as parents, the words that come out of our mouth, yeah. Dr. Cam, I know they yeah. take that to heart forever. Mm-hmm. It, it is something as you know, in your profession, as you know, we are who we were told we were as children. Yep. And we're working through that every day. <laughs> I'm yes. still working through that crap. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. I'm still working okay. through that. Right. And I just, that aha moment that day gave me, I don't want my children, I don't want my children to feel judged because their passion is something I don't understand. And so I got a second chance with Gianna and, and it was a, difficult one because you know she was different like she didn't she had social anxiety she didn't want to be around people like and I had to like go through that learning curve because uh hello I'm a part of like a lot of women's organizations I lead a ton of people purposefully like I I want to do that I put myself in that space and I was torturing her by taking her to events torturing her to by being so active in my community realizing that I mean I don't know. I just, with her, it was this beautiful journey of just letting go and allowing her to find her way, which is the scariest thing as a parent when you don't get it. You, you're just like, I'm just going to provide the environment to love her and keep her safe and everything else. I'm leaving it in your hands because mm-hmm. I, I know you, I know your, your way is way better than my way but I'm just going to keep her safe and I'm just going to love her. And it was, and it, and now that she's turned, she turned 18 and she's moving to Austin at the end of the month. And like, I see her just her freedom in herself to explore and figure out a way is like magic for me. Like I, I feel that both of them have joy in their heart and like, that's, that's success. That is so beautiful. And everything that you're expressing are just, it's what I try to convey, but I love hearing it from you because you're there, you've done it, your kids have come out the other side and they're okay and they're finding their way. And I think that's what's so terrifying to so many parents. It's not that we don't want them to live their dreams. We're just afraid that they're going to make bad choices and they're going to set themselves up for failure and we don't want them to fail. Right. And so we want to make sure 
And just as you were saying, I think what happens is when we're trying to protect them, we're sending them messages that they're not enough. Yes. They have to fail. Allow them to fall flat on their face. Allow them to feel that pain early on, but knowing that they have you. They have you to like, let's talk through it. You're always, I always tell my children, I don't care if you decide to risk it all and you end up living in my living room. I could care less. Like, I want you to live. Yeah. I want you to live and feel joy, whatever that is. But you're always going to have a home because they're not going to. They're never coming back to the living room when they feel that safe, when they feel that loved. Like, my both my children have fallen hard on their mm. face, like painfully so where like I cried for days, not in front of them. And I just said, it's going to be okay. We're going to, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And we did. And they, they are, I just feel like it doesn't have to be so complicated. If we're scared for our children, they feel that and they feel limited. Yeah. Limited is, that's such a good word too, because I think our fear limits our kids. It does, Dr. Kim. It, I mean, I, I know it's hard. It does. I mean, let's think back about our childhood. You know, we grew up where it was like, I'm a Latina. I grew up where the culture was, find a rich husband. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm very raw and honest. I Find a rich husband. Let him take care of you. And it was like, that didn't feel, I was like, all I want to do is like, I want to, I want to feel what it feels like to be, to create things myself, mm -hmm. do it for myself. I didn't know what that was, but how crazy it was like, be a good girl. Oh my God, put makeup on. What are they going to think? What are they going to think? Who? Like already we're already putting out, like people are judging you. Let them judge. We like, who cares? Be completely just be free. We don't. I don't know. I don't think we give our kids credit enough that every, every stage of their life, whatever they're feeling is valid. If they're feeling that their heart is completely broken at 12 years of age because they were in love and they got broken up with, it's valid. They are, their whole world is falling apart. Give them ice cream, give them a hug, tell them it's going to be, it doesn't feel like it's going to be okay. It really does suck right now. Right. But with time, your heart, heart will heal. But right now, let's cry it out. It's okay. Let's cry it out. You don't want to go to school tomorrow. That's okay. Cause you are feeling bad. That's my, I'm not, people are probably rolling over and going, this girl's crazy. All I can tell you is that my kids know without a shadow of a doubt that they are loved and that they can achieve whatever they want, no matter where, where they find themselves right now. Yeah. They, they really, I know that without a shadow of a doubt. Like I always tell my kids, Mother's Day, write to me, just write to me. Although Gianna, it's hard to get her to write to me, but you know what? <laughs> we write like what, wherever they're at. I have a record a video. My daughter now records videos. I'm like, I'll take that. She doesn't like to be on camera. So <laughs> that's not going to happen either. But my son did. And like, just to see those words of, like he wrote the journey of us and it was, to see his perspective about like, he knows he can accomplish anything. Cause I said, I like, I helped him believe that like in, in a nutshell, right. It was different, but is everything like, isn't that what we want for our babies? 
at the end of the day, like we don't need to be scared. Yeah. If they have love, we don't, we don't, we don't need to fear that they're not going to make it or they're going to make bad choices. Uh, they're going to make bad choices. <laughs> yeah, that's a part of life. I mean, we still make bad choices. It just comes. Right? <laughs> yeah. What was mine today already? I don't, you know, but you know, and I think, you know, one of the things that you're saying too, that I just really want to call attention to is, you know, we have this fear that they're going to be rejected and judged. When we fear that what ends up happening is we end up sending a message that we're rejecting and judging them, which is more painful than anyone else rejecting or judging them. So when we protect them for that, we're just, we're, you know, we're setting them up. And when we try to protect them for failure, we're saying it's not okay to fail. So we're doing it from the right place, but the messages we're sending are really harmful and we don't realize that. And so I love when you're saying, you know, we're, we fear them being rejected. So don't reject them. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that needs to be a book. <laughs> Dr. Cam. It's the truth. It is that simple. We complicate it. Love them. Allow them freedom to figure it out. So if they're they're saying, I want to play video games, that's what I want to do, mom. Okay, baby, you want to play video games? How do you do that at 20? How do you do that at 25? How do you pay your mortgage? How do you like, you know, take care of your children? Because if you can figure it out, I want it for you. And people have figured it out. Uh, they make a lot of money. <laughs> you, yeah. We when we don't know something, we like when we don't understand something, I should say, we start to have all these opinions. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have opinions about something you don't understand. Dig in. What a great opportunity to dig in with your babies and be like, let's figure this out. Like, what careers are there? Like, or what could you create as an entrepreneur? Like, give them the freedom to be. Because it's a journey that keeps changing. Every decade I change. Mm-hmm. You don't think they're going to change from 5 to 15 to 25? To, like, we've got, like, we we have a job to do in our babies is to to help them feel safe, but to help them figure out and be resourceful. We really limit our babies with all these ideas of what we want for them. Cause they're not hearing, you know, Oh, but you think I'm amazing at this. No, they're hearing. So this is not amazing. This is what you want for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, it's, it's not like, I know that this is really controversial, but I just want to share, I just really want to just share with people that I, I, my kids, it it was a massive challenge with this way of parenting from the outside world and them having freedom to make choices. Mm. Sometimes they made scary, scary choices, but I just love them anyway. Yeah. And they knew they could get to the other side of it because of it. Does that mean like, it makes so much sense. And I think one of the things that I'm getting from this too, when you're saying from the outside, I think as parents, we have so much invested in our kids and they represent us. So there's a lot of ego. And I don't say this in a negative way. I just say this is a factual way. There's oh, so much ego invested in our kids. And so we, we worry 
about what other people think of our parenting based on how our kids are showing up. And so that makes us very frantic sometimes of like holding them back because we don't want them to represent us poorly and say, oh, people are going to judge my parenting because of my child. And what I want to say is who's more important in that equation, that random person that's judging you or your child. And so we put so much weight on what some random person may think of us that we forego what's best for our child. And I think that's really hard because we've always raised, we've been raised by parents who are very focused on pleasing everyone else. So now we have this belief that we need to please everyone else and not our kids. So it's hard. It's, it's a hard thing to adjust to, but I could not agree with you more. Oh, Dr. Kim, the thing is, God, you said so many powerful things right now because it's, Imagine being able to switch off caring about what other people think about how you're parenting. I did it. I really did. I had a lot of opinions from family members. I had a lot of opinions from friends. And I would just smile and be like, you parent your way. I'll parent my way. I wish the best for your children. And the thing is, every single one of them obsessively fiercely love their children oh yeah there is no i loved mine better or no 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 it just is what it is i had the gift from god to be able to switch that off Mm -hmm. which probably makes me really good at what i do in branding too because that's the biggest challenge being judged and being rejected yes same thing in life dr cam our biggest fear is we feel shame if we're rejected or we're judged. Why? If we're living with purpose, why? If we're living with joy in our hearts, why? If we're putting out value and we're wanting to be, be of service, why do we care? It's that belief system is embedded in us during adolescence. <laughs> That's it. when it's hardwired. For our That's- babies, we have to break it. Yeah. That it's hardwired and, wow. and that's exactly what it is. So that's why. And Giselle, you are a great example of how, you know, we worry about our kids want to be an influencer. They want to do social media. This is crazy. This is what you do. You yeah. do it and you're quite successful at it. So Thank you yeah. are evidence that these crazy ideas that we think are, we think are crazy ideas our kids are having are extraordinarily practical even at this point, right? You can control <laughs> the, you can curate your community. You can control what is being like, what you bring into your community. People don't understand that. That algorithm that can work against you can work for you in curating what you see. My husband has to tell me what is happening in the world because I don't see the bad stuff. I don't see <laughs> anything did you see what this, you know, I'm like, I didn't see anything because I have curated my community. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough. This is who I am. My children want nothing to do with that. They're very private. My daughter doesn't even have social media. She's 18. The wow. world of social media. She like popped out of my body and you would think she would have had apps on her phone already. <laughs> and stuff. No, she wants nothing to do with it only because that's just who she is. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, okay, I you, find you. Everybody has to find their way that gives them peace and freedom. That's it. And it'll work out. 
You won't have peace if you're worried about whatever everybody else thinks. You're not going to have peace if you're going back and forth with your children about what they want to do in their career when they don't want what you want. Like you're going to, that's, there's no peace there. And then you're pushing them away when you're supposed to be safe haven. You're supposed to be the compass. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I'm always, I just find things so simple. I don't know. <laughs> They are, and that's, that's the other message that I keep sharing is we are making it so much more difficult than it needs to be. And we're creating a lot more conflict than there needs to be because of the way we're perceiving it, the way we're reacting to it and our fears. And it's just amazing to me that when you are able to see that and you're able to step back and you're able to change your perspective so much of this conflict that I see between parents and teens dissipates and there's so much more joy to be found. So much joy. And that's just, that's where my heart is. It's like, I want parents to find the joy. And I love talking to parents that have done that successfully to show it's not just me. <laughs> there's other people out there. Yeah. That also can, you know, attest to the fact that it can be joyful. It's not easy no, we're never it's saying it's easy. We're never saying that everything suddenly they do everything oh. you want them to do. Heck no. It's letting uh, go of the fact that you need them to do everything you need, want them to do. Dr. Cam. Amen. My daughter, I didn't see my daughter for Mother's Day. Now I could have been like, you're not going to come home for Mother's Day, blah, 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 blah. Like what? And I was like, Mother's Day will be the day that you get home. She got home last night. We're going to have Mother's Day tomorrow. Like, Love well, it. It, it's, it doesn't have to be complicated, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be uh, my way, your way. It, I'm right. You're wrong. Like, we're, we all are, we're all finding our way. And the most important thing is, how do you feel? I had years, I mean, many, many years of very difficult, difficult moments because my daughter didn't trust me. And that's okay because of who I am, right? I'm out there. I'm in, like, and I didn't, I didn't understand until I stopped to figure out like, what does she need from me? Yeah. Not what do I need to impose on her? No, 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 no. That's not how you, you develop a human. What does she need from me? Not what do I, what does she need to be because I know better? Right. It, or what do you need from her? You know, a lot of times we, our feelings get hurt or we're, you know, we set ourselves up to be disappointed and them to disappoint us when we have these expectations of what, how they're going to respond to us, what they're going to do for us, how they're going to, and it, oh. we're not doing it from a selfish perspective, no. are, but then we set them up to disappoint us and they don't want to disappoint and, us. And for them to feel like they failed. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 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 Why would we do that? It's hard. It's really difficult. And we do it from the perspective of we're trying to help them live into their potential. We want them to be as much as they can be. Right. So great. Then let's <laughs> lean into what their potential is and what they want their potential to be. And let's lean into that. And they'll go so much further than they ever would if we try to push them towards the potential we see. Right. Because at the end of the day, the definition of success is within each of us. Yeah. Not, I can't define that for you. Yeah. 
And we also can't define that for our children. We don't know what success is within them. They only know. Yep. And they reach success with peace and freedom. I love that. So true. Me too, Dr. Kim. <laughs> Me too. And now I get a baby. I get a little baby oh. grandbaby that I just get to love. I don't even get to like, ha- I don't even have to worry about this stuff. <laughs> I know. You get all the good stuff and then they start smelling or crying. You hand it back. I- they get get to spoil them it's gonna be so awesome yeah I have a question for you because you're in the middle of your teens okay the the interview just turned around okay good good interview me I am I am so curious like do you talk about like heartbreak like that about about her having a boyfriend and her first heartbreak and do you talk about that with her everything we have a very open relationship and we talk about everything and you know, it is my, the most difficult thing I have is not wanting to fix it, right? That to me is really, really difficult. And I teach this every day. So I have to listen to myself and remind myself a lot. I still make mistakes, believe me. Um, the, The thing that's different is I catch myself when I'm making mistakes and I can go and fix it, right? Myself, not her, myself. I can go back and do a redo, right? So, um, because we get triggered and our emotions get involved, but I try to fix, but my, the focus is really helping and listening and empathizing with her and saying, yes, what do you need? How can I help? And just giving her the tools to do it and to help her with it. But it's hard. It's hard seeing their hearts breaking. You just want to go put it all back together and you can't. It's so hard. But you know, the one thing because I got my heart broken in sixth grade, right? And then I, when I was older, I saw, and which was awesome because I never felt that again. Like I never felt that pain again because you, you were, I was able to cope at a young age. Yeah. Like you were able to find the tools at a young age within yourself because that's, you know, that's how we heal. But I had a girlfriend who had her heart broken at like 27 and she's still having, and like she's, she's past her 30s. And so I would tell Shiona, she was like 12, do you have a boyfriend yet? Do you have a boyfriend yet? And she'd be like, no, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just want you to get your heart broken sooner than later, sooner than later, sooner than you to learn. I want you to learn now where I can help you. She was like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I know, baby, but you don't understand. It's like, it's like a muscle, right? It's like when you're working out, if you start to develop it, you're going to have like strength, you know, like that strength. You develop it now, you'll never feel that heartbreak ever again because I got to compare yeah. when I did it and I never felt, you know, and I still had challenges and all that stuff, but never that weird first pain that you feel like everything around you is going to collapse and die. Like nothing means anything because it's real at any age, at any right? Age. Just harder when you're older. So I would tell her that because I was like, at least I can like hug you and like protect, like just be there with you. Cause I, yeah. when you're older, it's different. So anyway, I, I was curious about you and how you, because my friends thought I was nuts. Like, and I was like, I know, but you don't understand. I got to compare. And so thank God she did get her heart broken. Weirdly enough, <laughs> young enough where I got to like heal with her. But I, yeah. I, I just I was so curious about that because I feel like there's like this whole subject about that because that heartbreak stays with you forever. It defines you, yeah. right? And if you have the right environment to just 
love them through the craziness because it's crazy when they're when they're teens and they go through a heartbreak but when they feel free to go through the ups and downs and the like not wanting to get out of bed and you bring them soup and you just lie and curl with them you know like or you know just stay with them on the phone because you're not that would happen to me i was at home and i stayed I was at a conference. I rocked out of the conference for four hours. And I just stayed on the phone with her. Like, hey, baby, I'll be home tomorrow. But those little things, they stay with you forever where you're like, I'm always going to be okay. Yes. I'm always going to feel safe. One other question. Did you read Doc, uh, Did you read Oprah's new book? No. I have Dr. not. Dr. Cam, this what? is all you. Okay. And, and something you're going to talk about on your show. Oh, awesome. Again. Okay. Because it's all, it's, it's called what happened to you Oh, because she's on this movement to not ask, you're never supposed to ask what's wrong with you. Correct. You're supposed yes. to ask what, what happened. happened. Yes. Is mind blowing. And it'll give a lot of parents a really good insight about how simple it is to develop confidence and security in your children where they can tackle anything as adults. Mm. If they, if these little things are just when they cry, you validate instead of you see, you see, I told you not to do that. Like that little thing will forever stay with them. If it's over and over, I'm not saying you can't correct it. You can but all these moments that our children have at all ages from the time that they're born it was so amazing to hear from Oprah and this, and this, I think he's a doctor. You'll be able to like find more about him, but um, they wrote this book together and it is mind blowing about how simple it can be. Yeah. It's just, just being aware. Being aware. We don't have those tools because we carry on what our parents did and raising us and what their parents did in raising them. And then, mm -hmm. We carry that with us yeah. until we decide we're going to be self-aware yeah, and, and start working through it ourselves for them. Exactly. And, and I think a lot of people go, well, I turned out okay. And I think the point is, I don't know about you, but pretty much everyone I know is, including myself, is struggling through their own limiting beliefs, their own lack of self-confidence, their own fears. And so much of that is hardwired when we're children, particularly when we're teens, when we start getting repetitious negative messages, you know, and corrections and criticism and judgments all from the right place to help us, you know, reach our potential. But that's where that's from. And so our goal in mental health is like, right, plummeting. That is why I do what I do and I talk to people like you is because we want to stop that. That's what we can stop, right? We can stop that from happening. And that's, that's what we want to be aware of. That's powerful. And that's so true. It's so true, but it's so hard because you have to work at it every, yeah. Day, yeah. every day. And I mean, if any, you know, anyone listening, I, I know that the way that I keep working at it, cause it's a, it's, it's, always it's always you're always working there's never a time that it's like oh i'm great at it i'm great at being self-aware and and like no no that's because a sure sign you're not self-aware if you think right. you're self-aware 
it, it's it's you have to work at it and and the only time you can is in like time for yourself time with yourself yeah time with yourself reflecting assessing reflecting assessing because that's the only way yeah. that's the only way and and giving yourself grace you're gonna make you're gonna make huge mistakes as a parent oh my god huge mistakes as a parent yes yep the good news is you can go back and redo when you catch yourself soon enough, right? And it's never too late to go back either. I mean, if you feel like you're so far down this road that it's too far, it's never, ever, ever too hard. It's going to be harder and take more work and probably take a lot longer to regain that, but it's never too late. And words are so powerful. So like I've had many conversations with my son about like, I am so sorry I did this. Do you want to talk about it? And he's like, mom, that was like 20 years ago. Like, and I'm like, I know, but do you want to talk about it? Mom, I'm great. I'm like, okay, just making sure. <laughs> I just want to be sure because I'm aware that I was awful at that. You know, like I just, you know, I think words are so powerful and, yeah. and saying I'm sorry 20 years later it means everything. It's a release for our babies. It's a release for our family members. Like it really is a powerful, I'm sorry, is a powerful statement that does so much healing. It really does at any age. And there's so many adults that are still harboring resentment for things that, and blaming and, and actually blaming some of the situations in their lives now because of that, which, you know, when you get that, sorry, you can release that and move forward. It's easier. I mean, you can do it yourself, but if you get that, that's just like done, disappear. Right. So it is a really powerful thing to give your kids. I know. I know. Dr. Cal, I love. We've gone so far over, but I love this conversation and we, I love talking to you. And I think we have just provided, um, I just love your insight and how you've provided some really, really good information. Um, Well, my sacrifices and my pitfalls, because there's been many, but I will tell you a hundred percent, everyone listening that when you let go and you walk and you just see them from the eyes of believing in them, believe in them, even when you don't get it. Cause that's, that's, that's the gift right there. That's where you land in giving them the gift of freedom is believing in them when you don't even get it. That is such a great way to just end it and, and loop it all together. Tie it, little bow, little bow, tie it up. So Giselle, how can people find you? Because you, even if you're not into social media, you are so great and empowering woman and so much positive, you just radiate positivity across all of your branding. And I love, I love that. So how can people find you? Thank you. Well, I would love everybody who doesn't have Instagram to download it. (laughs) That's where I tell everybody, I'm like, DM me, direct message me on Instagram at the branding professor. Why? Because I want you to, if you're not on Instagram to touch those tools, because we need to be showing up, especially people who are boomers and generation X, we've got to show up and and spread our wisdom in these Mm -hmm. spaces where this younger generation needs us. So it, it is for you. I spend, that's, that's where I love to communicate. That's where I love to build relationships because it gives me the opportunity to encourage them to show up there where they're 
they're going to need to develop, you know, a footprint. So the branding professor on Instagram, that's where you can find me. (laughs) Follow, 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 follow her for just encouragement and inspiration. It's, it's beautiful. Um, And I love who takes all your photos. My husband. Ah, He's awesome. They're so good. He's so amazing. And then I put the timer sometimes. That's great. Like everybody needs to learn to use their timer on their phone. <laughs> just you, you just set it up. You put it on 10 seconds and you find your way. You're like, all righty. <laughs> <laughs> the tricks of the trade. I'm always I like, I can't do selfies. I'm d- oh, I know. It's so okay. Awesome. So today I want you to put the timer. I want you to lean it up. I want you to like set back, And I just want you to do a post and then I want you to tag me. Done. I, I will do. I will do it. Done. I have to go change my outfit first, but done. I, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't All wait. right, Giselle, this has been great. Um, and so thank you. Thank you, everyone. Oh and thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy, busy day to join us. We really appreciate it. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.